Hey, you're listening to the Single Dads Podcast, a podcast for single dads by single dads. In this podcast, you're going to be encouraged and hopefully given some practical tools to be able to become the parent that you always wanted to be and that you know you can be. Hopefully this podcast encourages you. Make sure that you download the Single Dads Podcast app to join our community. Hope you enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back, Single Dads Podcast. Um, man, today uh, we got a we got a pretty good episode, really special episode, actually. Um, we're going to dive into some pretty deep stuff. Um, we, I know Scott really has something on his heart that he wants to share, and it's it's all been triggered by, you know, if you heard this last episode, we were talking about the power of community and how being around the right people can trigger the right things in your life and create the right results, or at least help you. Um, and... Scott was just telling me how this past week that we had one of our support groups and I wasn't able to make it. So I wasn't there, but he was just talking about how powerful it was and how it really encouraged him to open up about something that happened in his life. Um, that would be relatable. We believe would be relatable. And honestly, it really is relatable to so many single dads. Um, and probably this probably happens to single moms too, but I mean, this one's really going to be specifically for single dads, but um, he's going to share this story and I want you to like really, really listen. This is going to be my first time hearing it. I want to hear it raw so I can have like a, you know, real reaction to it and just real response, but let it, let it, let it hit you to the point where you realize that you, you're not the only one. So you're not alone. That's what this whole podcast was about. It's what it'll continue to be about. Um, and then just hopefully he's going to give, you know, just some, some very simple advice on controlling what you can control and trusting God, universe, whatever it is that you believe in with, with what you can't control and how everything ends up turning out for, for our good in the long run. So go ahead, brother. That's an excellent intro. Thank you, Frank. Yes, sir. Um, like you said, our, this last, um, it was our second support group and it, it was powerful. Um, I want to thank everybody that showed up and everybody that uh, was vulnerable and shared what they did. And it motivated me to share what I'm about to, um, which is, uh, it was a a time in my life when uh, I don't think I would would have shared this had um, um, some people not shared what they did. And um, for all of you out there who have dealt with Child Protective Services, um, you'll probably, uh, this might hit home with you in some form or fashion. But after my wife passed away, um, it had probably been right at three years. And um, I got a phone call. And it was a lady from Child Protective Services. And uh, she said, "Are uh, is this Scott, uh, Scott Fisher? I said, yeah. How can I help you? And she said, um, by opening your front door, first of all. And I said, dang. Um, yeah, I'm actually standing on my front porch. I don't see you. And she was at a previous address, which demonstrated that uh, information that she had was um, already not uh, uh, accurate. And anyway, I, you know, 
I didn't have anything to hide. And it's one of those things like you don't, when you, when you don't do anything wrong, you don't think about how you're going to handle something. You just, yeah, because like, I don't have anything to hide. So yeah. Caught off guard and you're just kind of like, what? So I I was like, yeah, well, my address is this. Mm -hmm. It's probably 20 minutes from where you are. Come on over. Mm hmm. And I said, what, what, what is this about? And she said, well, I'll talk about it when I get there. I said, well, you can give me an idea before you come over here, or maybe I won't be here. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, um, we got uh, an anonymous tip online um, that uh, about you uh, being uh, on drugs and some uh, abuse abusive situations with your son and cheating on your wife. And and (laughs) that was my reaction. I'm like, okay, this lady doesn't know what she's talking about. (laughs) So anyway, uh, at that point I was like, all right, this is literally just, just a one big mistake. Right. Even, um, is that any of their business if you cheat on your wife? I'm not saying that you did, but no, I, I, <laughs> it's like your child's a protective services. You're not here for moral, st- like <laughs> well, actions. Well, she she just said that, um, and uh, I just kind of let it go. I said, "All right, here's my address." I think this and, lady's dumb, not dumb, misinformed, um, misinformed, and um, I quickly found out to become a um, child protective services officer, you go through, at least at this point in time, uh, like six or eight weeks of training and that's it. Mm. And they make 15 bucks an hour, which is about 30 grand a year. So it's not like they're well-informed as far as they're, they're more like very procedural and um, they just, you know, but, Nevertheless, um, she gets she gets to my house, and um, so I I let her in. Nobody was home. My son was at school, and um, that same day I uh, had to put our dog down abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, so my son was going to come home to, to that, but um, I bought tickets, like really awesome tickets, to a Rangers game. It was going to be his first Rangers game. Just to kind of take, you know, the dog having passed off his mind, and then this, this, this all, all this happened. This lady is uh, sitting. We're sitting in like the front dining dining room table, and um, the lady that picked my son up from school was picking him up. And mm. I thought I could get her in and out pretty quick. And I was like, so what? Anyway, so she goes on to tell me that. Um, I am accused of being a heroin addict, a meth addict, a coke addict, um, that I um, sexually abuse my son. But even worse, I have uh, parties away at uh, at another at, at a at a friend's house, so my wife doesn't know about it. And allow my friends to sexually abuse my son. Oh my word! I mean, it was so outrageously, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I, I, I said, do, do I? And does this home 
appear to be what a heroin addict, meth addict, coke addict would be able looks to like and lives in. And, and if you were an addict to all those, would I still be alive? <laughs> right? <laughs> it's not one. It's all. <laughs> I, I'm like, look you're... at my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did say something along those lines. I'd be lying if I said up verbatim, but I, I, I did say, like, um, uh, you want to look, look for uh, track marks? Um, yeah. Would you like a tour of my home? Yeah, it'll probably take us half an hour. Yeah, but let's go. Yeah, and um, she wanted to go in closets and all kinds of. I mean, but literally, I mm-hmm. uh, showed showed her my son's room, his closet, my room, my closet, uh, like everything. Yeah. And I'm like, does this appear to be anything like yeah. this? This uh, and, and tell me more. What this was an anonymous tip. Yeah. Like from where? From yeah. like, and do you even have an IP address? And yeah. uh, well, it was from a, a public library. And I'm like, okay, so somebody went to a public somebody library. went to a yeah. public library. Um, somebody was targeting me for some reason or another, which um, uh, I'll get to that. But um, it, it it was just outrageous, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so. My son, uh, and, and, I, and I told her multiple times, I said, look, I had to put my dog down this morning. My son does not know about it. We have a Rangers game that we need to leave for literally in 30 minutes from right now. Mm-hmm. And he'll be walking in any moment. And like a dumbass, I allowed her to speak to him. I should not have. Mm. I should have said, get out of my house. You can speak to my lawyer. But in my mind, I'm like... I didn't do anything wrong, and yeah. surely by seeing the what you're seeing and talking to whom you're talking to, you can tell that these are false allegations. A lot of things have not checked off, and uh, but I guess the law is the law, and when somebody, even when, <laughs> when it's an anonymous, uh, so uh, it really gets to me just to even bring it up again, but and. All of you out there who have dealt with CPS uh, understand, I'm sure, uh, mm-hmm. and can empathize to some extent. It's it's just like you don't uh, when when you're innocent, you don't think about the things. I guess you should do like recording things or you know saying I I don't know. But it, yeah, that's true. You know, <laughs> and um, somebody in the in our uh, group shared something that was. The, kind of the same situation. He's like, I didn't, I didn't think about like recording or or doing anything because I hadn't done because anything. He hadn't done anything, and you know, the the statistics. Um, and he was accused of 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 abusing his um, two year old daughter. This guy, yeah, and you know who he is. He's yeah, uh, one of one of our favorites, and he, I mean. Just like me, he probably was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's like, you know, if you have somebody accusing you, and, and in his case, it was his wife. In my case, it was an anonymous person from a public library. Jeez, bro, just somebody. So it was just like, you know, what? 
so I let her talk to my son, and he doesn't know what the heck's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and she starts asking him questions, and it was just things couldn't have gone worse. Literally, like she's she's like uh, so. Um, I've I've never spanked my son, never touched him, but <laughs> when when I had a talk, when I, I would have a talk with him about something, like I'd go in my room and would sit down, and because uh, I had like a you know a big chair. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We'd go, we'd go in my room and I, and and it only happened a couple times, and, and I talked to him. Yeah, and um. So she she said, "Well, uh, when uh, when you get in trouble, what what happens?" And my son replies, "My dad takes me to his room." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god, son, give her details." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, but the, but what happened?" But here's what's effed yeah. up is she didn't elaborate. Like, okay, does he take you in the room and what? She just she, she just she left just, it at that, and this is being assumed. recorded. Uh, so it's almost like she she was like dating, like yeah, like like anybody. Wow. So so I'm like, why would she not say follow ask, up? Yeah. <laughs> All right. What 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 does he do? He mm. talks to me, and that's it. You know, but she didn't ask any of those questions. Yeah. She's just trying to make a case, which pissed me off even worse about something that she knew wasn't a case Mm. and or she should have known (laughs) like there's some very obvious things about stuff that was said about you that it's like even just looking at you physically it would be like there this is not true right and then i i say um (laughs) and i'm like so tell me a little bit more about these alleged parties that i throw so my wife doesn't know about uh, can can you? And she's like, well, uh, yeah. Apparently, you uh, have lots of uh, parties at uh, friends' houses, and your uh, is, is your uh, and the lady that picked my son up from school. She was like, is it, uh, are you the wife? And I said, my wife passed away. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're you you have been misinformed in every single thing that you said. Wow. You didn't, you know, whoever said this, they didn't know where I lived because they gave you an an address that I haven't lived in um, at least two years. Um, And my wife passed away um, about three years ago or almost. And it was just like, you know, listen, um, I've got to take my son to to, – uh, I was still thinking, like, God, I got to tell him about the dog because he was asking, "Where's Cooper at? Where's Cooper?" And oh my word! It's like, and this lady, what she, uh, she, she didn't respect. She was just not respecting our time. Yeah, respecting the fact that the dog passed away. I mean, it, and it clearly appeared that she was trying to make a case. Yeah, on something that you know. So, um, I, I screwed up and I lost my temper. And, um, I won't say what I said to her, but, um, uh, I threw her out of my house, 
I didn't throw her out of my house. I got to watch what I say here. <laughs> I didn't physically pick her up. I, I verbally I, told her to leave. I, <laughs> yeah. I I, uh, I showed her the door and uh, told her told her not to let it hit her. Yeah. In the and, feet. <laughs> Please don't let this door hit your feet, ma'am, is what Scott said. So, uh, missed the Rangers game. Dang. Had to tell... Um, my son about the dog, just awful, awful day. And um, the next morning, uh, uh, I realized I better lawyer up mm-hmm. because this lady. Anyway, so um, I called some attorneys, um, found uh, some that dealt strictly with this uh, ten thousand dollar retainer. Dang, and. By the time I got to his office, it was like four o'clock, and he said, "Do you want to hire me or not? Do you have the funds or not? And if so, I need to fax this or have this the stuff faxed over so they don't call or or, or summon your uh, mm-hmm. psychologist because we were both you know in therapy and yeah, uh, I was said <laughs> I said yes, I'll hire you. So. Um, Ironically, my psychologist, therapist, I was that we were my son and I were both seeing calls me and said, "What's going on? Yeah. They, I just got a fax from CPS," mm-hmm. and she knew that, you know, in fact, she, yeah, she knew that, that like, what, what the hell is this? But um, anyway, man, it just turned into a, an absolute nightmare. Um, uh, all said and done, sixteen thousand dollars was wasted um, just to get out of, well, $10,000 was wasted on an attorney, and the other was wasted on, I say wasted, was I hired a, a private investigator. So I wanted to find out who the hell did this. Yeah. And uh, I did. Yeah, bro, because they're just jacking with your life at that point. My life, so, so my what, son's life. So what what will what, what happen? Obviously, we know. Nothing, no, nothing happened. So, like, when court, were you just like, hey, I never, here's the obvious evidence? Never went to court. Um, wow. They, they uh, the attorneys I hired, he, he was like, you, sh- you need to go downtown, um, take a, take drug tests, and you, you need to relieve yourself of each and every uh, accusation. accusation. I mean, it was just. Or assumption, we should say. Allegations, assumptions, but it's like, why, why, why are you not spending any time on, like, finding out, like, so anybody can go to the library and make an accusation to anybody that they have beef with and turn their life upside down. Yeah, is that is that the world we live in? Yeah, and sadly, it is. Wow, and um, that's. That, yeah, that's wild to think about, that there was actually nothing that was valid. It was just completely made. And I don't know if you did or not, but if you did find—you said you found out who it was. And I don't know if you did this or not, but I would have. I would have sued them back, bro. I would have taken them to court and been like, you put me through all that. You made me spend this much money. Now I need that much money back plus this much money for causing all this 
I mean, you could get so much money. Lawyers would just be like, trauma, this, this, this. Now we got to do, you know what I'm saying? And I don't the know. Thing, the thing you is, have to shower you, or sh- you, share. you can't sue somebody for something they don't have. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You just can't. You can, and you can spend more money. Yeah. Um, but you're probably not going to get back that you're because n- they don't have it. Exactly. That makes sense. And, uh, however, for those of you who believe in karma, Everyone should. So, because uh, <laughs> it's that's it's real. <laughs> I'll just kind of wrap, wrap. I mean, the, the, the fact that people can do this, um, and and there's a few points I want or takeaways I want I want people to to get from this mm-hmm. because I know uh, a lot of our listeners will, if they haven't already, will end up dealing with CPS in some form or fashion, or maybe they are right now. Um, be very methodical about how you handle things. Record mm-hmm. uh, things if if and when you can, and do everything you need to do to defend yourself. Yeah, uh, because accusations, even though completely false and obvious to CPS, which is one of the big reasons I'm telling, you know, sharing this because. There was absolutely not one yeah. ounce of anything that, yeah. that any normal human being would say, yeah. this this man is guilty, mm-hmm. um, especially after finding out, all right, every single, like his wife passed away. He didn't, he doesn't live where these people think, thought he lived. Yeah. They're, it's, it's just absolutely, the, the statistics of people abusing their own Kids is like less than a percent, like point seven per point oh seven percent or something crazy. So it, it just it, nothing, nothing adds up. And but defend yourself methodically, um, even though you're not guilty. Don't think that hiring an attorney or whatever your situation is makes uh, you look guilty. Makes you look guilty mm-hmm. because and. Because that's where I messed up. That's where um, the individual that uh, shared his story um, on our uh, support group messed up. Uh, because we we thought we're innocent, so we we don't think we need to do these things. But you, yeah. but we do. Yeah. And so it, it, it's just um, it's kind of like that term of like it's better to be a warrior in a garden than a gardener in a war. <laughs> It's like it's better just to be taking it like as a warrior, like being upfront about it and being like, no, I need this, 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 and this to defend myself than just being like, well, I didn't really do anything, so I don't really have to do anything to prove that I didn't do anything. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs> so well, I I uh, so I, I I paid paid up for for a, a PI and um, found out. Ironically, uh, there were um, there was more than one person involved, but there was kind of wow. like a, a leader of the pack, if you will, um, all of whom were meth heads. Jeez, man. <laughs> Ironically, yeah, um, just hurt people, hurting people. And uh, the leader of the pack, I had known since I was in ninth grade. Mm-hmm. He, I employed him. I had given him opportunity mm-hmm. that he 
screwed me over and like you know uh, just like any business that you know had to fire anyway he he was he was just, he just had animosity um spite jealousy all all sorts yeah. of things and um anyway as we as we sit here today this guy is in prison um i think he ended up getting sentenced to like gosh 9 or 10 years for selling child pornography wow dude. online um jeez man um yeah so it's it, it, <laughs> karma came back and and got him and i it was just wild. I never in a million years would have even thought that guy would have been involved. But, um, yeah. um, I, I'd like to say I took credit for putting him there. <sighs> Big man upstairs. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Nevertheless, um, yeah. So, again. That's tough, man. The, it's just a story that mm-hmm. um, uh, I was motivated to talk about after hearing uh, a story that someone shared in our support group. And, um, yeah, the main takeaways are just um, be it, it, it was life-changing for me because mm-hmm. even though I was so outraged and, 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 and uh, I, I wanted revenge and I wanted to do all these things, and that's kind of – was a, a turning point in my life because I realized that by having all this negative energy and, and like, even though he really negatively affected me so bad and, mm-hmm. and, and, and my son and after what we'd been through, it's like, yeah. who would, who does that? Yeah. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, you, 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 you really, but I said, I said, you know what? And, and I've spent all this money just to, for what? And, yeah. you know, it, it's like, I, I have to move on with my life and just know that he will get what's coming to him. Yeah. And ever since then, I've been, I've been screwed over, not, not with CPS or anything like that, but in other ways by people. And I have chosen to not waste money yeah. Or time or negative energy on mm-hmm. I, I've just said, you know what? Dude's gonna get something. May not be tomorrow, may not be next month, may not be next year. Yeah. But they're gonna get it. Yeah. You know, you don't treat people the way you you know, you don't do that shit and expect to to just skip on through life exactly. and, and good things happen to you. That just doesn't happen. Well, and that's powerful, bro, because like I think even just the community that <laughs> that we're creating can be filled with a lot of resentment, hurt, and unforgiveness just because of situations that happen, given just the title of the podcast, <laughs> the Single Dads Podcast, right? Um, but I think it's powerful what you did because you forgave and you let go because it just wasn't serving you. It does It does you absolutely no good. And... It's like I was telling one of my clients the other day who went through actually something pretty similar to like to to what you went through, except um it was his wife <laughs> that did it, you know. Yeah, and I think a lot of our listeners yes, go through um, I think my, my situation is 
pretty unique, but yes, it, it all falls under the category. It, and, and yeah, yeah, the wife is probably going to be the the one that it. And and we think she won't because we wouldn't do that. I mean, and there are some men that would do that, like that have done that because I work with women as well. Like, but in our minds, we think that they just won't. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't go that far. And 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 then but then they the do. Case, in the case of uh, the individual that shared, mm-hmm. I mean, he literally like celebrated her birthday for this entire week, and yeah, my God, it was like. I think everyone, mm-hmm. everyone listening was like in shock to hear yeah. that, and um, it, it, it hit so close to home. I, I just said I, I'm going to have to share that story. Yeah, and it's it's uh, because he could have had he handled it in a like more of a uh, logistical way. Well, like like I should have as well. Like mm-hmm. you know, it should have been more methodical and thought mm-hmm. out. Like okay, yeah, I'm innocent, but. She Here, doesn't I've, know that. I, I've got somebody that's accusing me. Yeah. And now once once CPS gets involved, yeah, they stay involved. Yeah. And um, you know, but you know, fortunately for him, uh, you know, it was just an awful experience and yeah. he's he's still getting, you know, getting through it. That, that, um that's really good, bro, because I want to say something really quick that I think is key for all of us just to kind of embody in our lifestyle. Like the Bible talks about being above reproach, and I think it's for a reason. It's for that. Like you are living above reproach. So they could come in with anything, and you're squeaky clean. You know what I mean? Like if they would have found like a dab of marijuana— it would have like made them be like, ah, maybe some of it might be true because you smoke, so maybe you party because it's connected with that type of lifestyle. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But because you were squeaky clean, <laughs> it was like, hey, there's not even dust on me. You know what I mean? Completely living a lifestyle is above reproach. It's like you have absolutely nothing that you can gear towards. And you see so many people that start going through something and then they're having to like really, really defend themselves because they weren't living that kind of lifestyle. That's that that uh-huh. that's that's a very good point mm-hmm. because I was I was thinking like what if what if yeah. I had been out at a party mm-hmm. and you know I don't usually do uh, cocaine or something and I just happened to do a little bit that yeah. one time and then this happens yeah I could have potentially lost custody of my son yeah you know something like that mm-hmm. so it's like. That's why you know, and still, it's like, what? Even had I that had that been the case, it's not where like you don't take away someone's son for just like you know one little thing like that because yeah. boom, so yeah, it, it's you 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 have to be um, you just make it easier on yourself, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like you really really do because then it's like you have app. I know beyond a shadow of doubt you have nothing on me. And when you search, you're gonna feel really dumb because my life is clean. Well, that's what I that's what exactly. I thought. But yeah. you can't think that way, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. And that's but that's... it's better to live that way than to like live a compromising lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. because then, then you don't even have that confidence. They'll they'll strip it from you real quick. Hey, well, we found this and we found this and we found this and we found pictures of you doing this and this and this. And then you're like, well, now I really do have to build a case. <laughs> well, sadly, it, it, it's like. Take take this story and and, re- and exactly what you just said, Frank, and think about 
what you post on social media. Mm-hmm. Think about just the smallest of things. If you were to get accused of something yeah. and people looked, you know, looked at your social media profiles, would you yeah. potentially fall in a category yeah. of Where's this, what's this labeling me as? Right. Because everyone ba- ma- makes decisions off of perception, not facts, what they perceive you off as. So it's like, what, what, what am I going to give people? What, what visual am I, am I giving them? And bro, when we were, when you were saying that, I thought of the office, Michael Scott, when he's talking about drugs, he's like, do you think doing alcohol is cool? <laughs> <laughs> like when you go to post on social media, just think of Michael Scott. Do you think doing alcohol is cool? Do you think doing drugs is cool? <laughs> I love that show. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's so true, man. Like, um, just, just don't be on guard. But just become someone that, man, hey, I just don't mess with that. Hey, because of, I want to set this example for my child, you know. And uh, thanks for thanks for letting me share that. And um, there, there was another uh, individual that um, really was the the catalyst, in my opinion, of of really getting everyone to to open up, and or at least he kind of started and. Um, or I shouldn't even say that. He, he he just what what he had to say and share was you know with complete strangers. Uh, I think everybody kind of you know felt it. And had you been on, um, I know you would have had some some things to say. And um, I wrote him an email and thanked him for sharing. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, basically, he. He uh, uh, was, he's not, I guess he's getting divorced. Um, he's he's um, carrying a ton of guilt yeah. on, his, on him um, too much, in my opinion. Um, and, yeah, maybe he, he made a mistake and he's, uh, or, or a few mistakes, and he's concerned about what is, how his kids are going to be affected through the divorce. I think their ages is for four and seven, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just he, he's not over his uh, his his soon to be ex wife, um, mm-hmm. and that's clear. And uh, he's he was open and said, you know, he's he's turned to, and this is something you can relate to. Um, you know, other just other women that yeah. you know is um, numbing that. Yeah, you know, nice looking dude um, has the opinion and that and 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 pornography is where he's kind of turned to just to kind of kind of like his temporary uh, get my mind off of things yeah. or whatever. Um, so uh, I know that's something that uh, you can relate to. And if you want to offer any advice to him and anyone else that's in a similar situation, that would be great. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, first off, man, you're going through a lot of pain. Anybody who's going through this, you're going through, especially if you feel like you're the one that's responsible, which when you start talking to the right people, um, and I don't mean your friends, <laughs> because your friends are just going to be like, F that lady, this, that, all that stuff. You know what I mean? 
Um, I'm talking about like talk to a professional, help them break things down for you. And, you know, you are a man, so you are more of a logical being. So once you start seeing things on paper, you'll realize that you're not as guilty as you think. Like both parties always play a side, man. Always, always. Um, So I want you to know, I know that you're going through an extremely difficult, difficult time right now. And that it feels good just to kind of get away for that for that moment. It just feels good to completely distract yourself. But the first thing that I would say, man, is like just become aware. Like I want you to become aware of what you're feeling. That's it. Make that make that the first step. Identify like I remember I, I, I got to a place where I was like, I'm about to go do this because I'm feeling this. And then now and then it started losing its power because now I was like, I'm choosing to make the decision knowing that I'm feeling this. It's not like it's just happening. It's not habitual anymore. Now it's becoming a choice. And once it becomes a choice, it becomes like my response. I'm empowered now to change it because now it's not just a habit, right? It didn't just happen. And it's not just, I don't know why it's happening. It's just happening. So just become aware of what you're feeling, right? If you're like, man, I'm just feeling really rejected right now. So I'm going to go hook up with someone. And that's, that's what I kind of said in Mm -hmm. the email. I was like, now that you know, and you've identified, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. Think because you know it's such a temporary fix. Yeah. Think about like yeah how you feel after you do yes. do it, and if you can think about that before mm-hmm. once you when you have the urge, mm-hmm. then a lot of times you uh, you yeah. make the right decision and, and yeah and not not fa- not you know do it yeah and as far as you know you know worrying about your your what how how it affects your kids mm-hmm. I mean. The end of the day, uh, I, I just said something along the lines of just show them how yes. much you love them. Yeah, show them, mm-hmm. and yeah, it, it, life life happens. Everyone is going to have things happen that's going yeah. to affect them um, negatively. But if you just show them yeah. how much you love them, and their mom uh, uh, will do the same and, and mm-hmm. demonstrate respect in front of them to your um, soon-to-be ex, and, um, you know, you got to get some of that guilt off uh, that weight um, off off of your shoulders to 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 start making progress for yourself. Yes, because if, if and this is key, man, like, and I shared about this, um, you can send me a message, bro, um, whoever it is that you are, you can send me a message, and I will literally send you um, a coaching call where I talked about this specific issue because I was like a pathological cheater, I guess you could say, and just, you know, sex addict. Um, Until you release the guilt and the shame, you'll never change. This is why people say that cheaters never change. That's true for people who hold on to the shame of cheating. They never change. Because if you constantly feel guilty and shameful for something that happened in the past, I've talked about this on the show before, your mind... Whatever you put in front of it, it will eventually lead you to do. Because if you're not doing anything right now to feel shame and guilt, your your mind is like, we need to do something to, f- to fulfill that. It's a self-fulfilled prophecy. So it leads you back into that cycle. Yeah. But as soon as you're able to like forgive yourself and release the shame, you can actually become the person that you were meant to be. And 
I just want you to do that next time. Like, bro, lead lead yourself when you're in that situation and do it with some grace and do it with class, man. But lead yourself as if it was your kid. Man, son, what's this going to do for you? How how is how is this going to help you? You know you're not going to like how you feel afterwards. And, and literally talk to yourself. Because one of the best things my pastor ever said, he was like, when you're in the middle of sinning, he was like, I want you to start thanking God. <laughs> In the middle of it. He was like, I mean, if you are on the porn website, be like, man, you know what, God, thank you so much for your grace. Thank you so much for your life. He was like, I, I guarantee you, you're going to want to stop because womp, 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 you're. Womp. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blood flow goes somewhere else real quick. <laughs> but it, it's true. If you just start talking to yourself, right? And make a, an emotionally compelling reason on why you want to change. Like, I remember saying, this is not who I am. This is not who I'm going to be. This is not what my kids are going to know me as. I, that is not who I'm going to be. This does not make me happy. And once I made a big enough emotionally compelling reason and I had a bigger desire than to get a quick fix, it became very easy to start transitioning. And then you just forgive yourself and, and release the guilt, release the shame and learn from the mistakes. And and honestly, like for me, there, there was a, a point in time where I made a conscious decision because uh, I either saw how badly I hurt someone, yeah, which made me, mm-hmm. which hurt me. When you hurt someone you care about, when you yeah. hurt a relationship that you care about, when you hurt, you know, it hurts you. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you see somebody that you care about and, and because of your actions, mm-hmm. things go south, well, you know, sometimes you, you, you can't recover from them. Yeah. And you have to accept that. And you have to just realize that moving forward, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. going to do that again. Yeah. Because, you know, and this guy, uh, uh, unfortunately, he's on, he's on his uh, second marriage, and mm-hmm. uh, was married I think eleven and a half years. Has he didn't have any kids from his first marriage? Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, I, I I just it really hit me. I just I just the, the guy. Yeah. Um, He's carrying just so much guilt, and I, I, I just, I just really want him to, to release, release some of that guilt. Not relieve. He's been doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's just, you know, there. Just learned that you have to move forward, and and that you know you're not gonna do it again. Yeah. Well, you don't, you don't have to, but do you want to? Yeah. And when the want to becomes great enough. You, you'll, you'll start making a change. So whoever this individual is, man, I want to encourage you um, to to invest in yourself. Does not have to be with me. I've said that multiple times on here. But find someone that you trust, that knows what they're doing, that has results. I'm talking about proven results. If you want to come with me, be a 1% man, then, then come on. But be ready to do the work. This is not therapy. We don't just sit there and, like, talk about things. We talk about things. We discover what's causing it. And then we take massive, sometimes painful, but very fulfilling action that brings freedom to your lives. And I want that for every single every single person, man. Every single person. You deserve it. I know right now you probably don't feel like you deserve it, but feelings are, are hellish masters. So don't let your feelings lead you. Yep. And keep coming back to the support groups, man. Yeah. Um, I think everybody who... Uh, has shown up um, to the two that we've had 
uh, have all gotten something from it. And you don't have to talk. You can just listen. If you want to talk, you can talk. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, moving forward as, as this community grows, we will, um, accommodate what we need to, 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 uh, to make sure everybody um, gets something out of it. Yeah. So for sure, for sure. Good episode, man. Yeah. Great episode. Um, we will have another, uh, we'll continue doing Monday nights until, um, further notice, further notice. (laughs) So thanks for joining in guys. Have a great, great week weekend. And, uh, See you next week.